Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10 off your entire order that's right 10 off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to brian forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10 off your entire order. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, It's we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thanks for joining us And yes, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and I dare say a little tired, if I'm going to be uh, quite honest with you. Uh, you may have noticed the shows have been a little uh, sporadic as of uh, the past few few days. Reason being, I have been whirlwind around half the United States uh, going out to the great state of Indiana looking at a bajillion homes, uh, and then finally settling on one to uh, set up shop for the the foreseeable future. As I'm getting out of the Northeast, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, it's been a venture of uh, the past few days. But uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, absolutely exciting for the future, but tired. Uh, and and with that, uh, you know, I I hear somebody else who's going to be on the show today, and he's tired. <laughs> he's been tired of of politics. This is a conversation I had with our good friend Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty. Now, Mark has recently taken a transition more out of the world of, of politics and more so into the world of, of personal development, of uh, personal growth, uh, focusing on one's own, as uh, Jason Stapleton would say, your wealth, power, and influence. By the way, if you're interested in networking with some like-minded people who are focusing on uh, solving issues versus just complaining about things, go to briannicholshow.com forward slash nomad. Join the Nomad Network and hear what everyone's talking about. Yes, briannicholshow.com forward slash nomad. So, uh, with that being said, though, this conversation with Mark, Mark, I'm so... I'm so honored to call Mark not only, I would say, a a fellow traveler in the world of greater liberty politics, but someone who has grown to be a very near and dear friend. And he it's just great to hear the transition he has taken and, and what value he is getting out of that right now in his own personal life. So uh, a great conversation with Mark Clare. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. So with that being said, on to the show, Mark Clare here on The Brian Nichols Show. What's up, Brian? Uh, the rumors are true. I am always ready to roar. <laughs> 
I knew the rumors were true, man. I talked about the rumors beforehand. You even confirmed them. I had to yes. make sure. I'm not going to go ahead and air dirty laundry without it being at least a little fact checked. But this man cites his sources. He doesn't just always, go rumors, yeah. always. Come on, you gotta do, uh, you gotta do journalism better than the folks over at CNN. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not Brian Stelter. I'm the better Brian. So uh, <laughs> you're definitely being... the better Brian. <laughs> with that being Don't said, let Brian McWilliams hear here. Here I said uh, that. Well, yeah, he, he's off in, in like the middle of Europe, though. But um, regardless, hey, my friend, welcome back to the program. It's been a while. I know Thanks, you've been yeah. busy in your world. You've been so busy you in your world. Um, yeah, you could say that. You've been doing, let's see, we talked about this before. You did a world tour. You're going on every libertarian <laughs> podcast out there. You're just on Dave Smith. Apparently, um, I'm a hot commodity, yeah, man. I'm Jason around Stapleton. Who else were you recently on? Uh, well, I was on Pete. Uh, on man, on um, I almost called him yep. Mance, Mance Raymond. Um, <laughs> I was on Pete's show um, because uh, well because he invited me on just to talk about going to Mexico, yep. uh, which I recently did. And so, um, but that kind of did, I don't know what happened. It wasn't really my plan. That just turned into me going on rants upon rants. And apparently, I had been I had a lot of stuff building up inside. Uh, and then Dave had actually already invited me on before that. And but then once works. I did that, it kind of you know guided the conversation a little bit too. Well, it works out because uh, we were already kind of planning to have you on at some point in the future. And it, it coalesced with you in this kind of new approach to the way you look at life, the way you look at liberty. And I, I wanted to bring this to the audience today because part of when we're into the, the sales world, this is part that I like to bring to the table saying, hey, there doesn't have to be a perfect one size fits all solution. There's what works for you. There's what works for your unique situation. Not every company like Comcast can go out and, you know, I'll give you a real life example. They can go out and they can, they can, you know, do big, dumb internet pipes all day long. Would I want them to do a massive VoIP solution for a contact center? Absolutely not, because that's not where their skills lie. So the same thing is true when you look at what works for you in your, your pursuit of individual liberty, but also liberty by and large. And you're doing it right now by taking a step away from politics and focusing on you, the individual, making yourself the most, uh, as Jason Stapleton likes to focus, the wealth, power, and influence that you can build up that autonomy. He's a sponsor in the network here for the Nomad Network. You know, what can we do to build a community of like-minded folks who are out there focusing on being the best version of yourselves? And you're, you're taking a hard 180, away from that political approach, which let's be real lines of Liberty, Ron Paul, like is, is a political you know, animal. So Mark, what, what was that abrupt 180 that that really kind of put you in a, not only a completely different position in terms of politics, but geographically as well. Yeah. I don't know how abrupt it is, but it probably might seem abrupt on the surface. Cause a lot of this was kind of brewing um, sort of in the background, I guess. And I, I think in many ways I was subtly trying to change some of the tone of my, my show um, sort of after COVID started of the flagship show on Lions of Liberty. Um, I, I was just trying to focus a little bit more on like solutions for people's lives, like how people can um, sort of, you know, improve their skill set, become mobile. These are all sort of things I was, I was talking about, but I, I never did like a hard rebrand out front, like, like Jason Stapleton style. Um, so I think when I came out on Pete's show and really went hard on this stuff, um, maybe a lot of people that hadn't been, been quite noticing cause I wasn't outwardly pushing it. Um, it might've seemed like more of a hard 180 to that, you know, in the, in the public sense. But for me, it really wasn't that hard. It was, it was very gradual. Actually, it was something I'd been kind of thinking about a long, for a long time, even before COVID. Um, I was kind of thinking about how insecure I think we can all be or how secure we can feel, I should say, 
in you know our our full time job or nine to five or what have you normie job if you want to say, and and how you know we never really are that secure in it even if it feels and feels that way and I and I definitely felt that way for a long time. Uh, but COVID was the first time that I saw that kind of inaction. You know when uh, I, I personally got put on furlough for about three months um, in, during the beginning of the pandemic, and that made me realize oh well I have this like well paying job. Um, it, it, I mean, well-paying job is relative in Los Angeles because you can make good money in Los Angeles and you're, you're just living in Los Angeles. Like that's right. all you're paying to do. Um, but you know, it still felt like pretty stable. Like I, I could do that as long as I wanted to. Um, but that was like the first thing that really told me like, okay, even when you have a full-time job, nothing is really guaranteed. And at the end, when you think about it, we are really, we're all kind of really selling ourselves. Like we're all an entrepreneur selling ourselves in some way or another, selling uh, something we create, uh, some knowledge we have, or just our time, our labor, whatever it is. Uh, it's just that most of us are just selling, you know, we're just being entrepreneurs with one product, our time to one, you know, to one client, whatever that employer is. Um, so we're all kind of doing it. Just some of us are doing it in a, what I would say, especially in 2021, is an irresponsible way. I'm not saying it's irresponsible to just have a job and go to your work and, and make and earn your income and just think about that, but to to not be thinking about outside the box, especially after the last 18, 19 months, especially with sweeping mandates coming down against, uh, it seems like they're coming after almost anyone who's an employee. Uh, if you're not thinking about this stuff, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And for me, and I'm and when I say this stuff, like I, I'm, I'm talking as much to myself past versions of myself, part of the future or current and future versions of myself. I'm um, doing it maybe as much to motivate myself as anybody else. Cause it all starts right here, you know, with the man in the mirror, like this is where everything starts. So if we're talking about Liberty, if we're out there talking about Liberty, I think it's important that we be the kind of people that people want to follow. So if we want to talk about how much Liberty, how Liberty, how great Liberty is, it's hard to do that. If you don't have some in your own life, if you don't have some control over your own life, if you can't make your rent next week, it's really hard to get people to, to listen to what you're saying, to what you're saying about Liberty and, and how great freedom is. You need Liberty in your own life. I wrote that down because how often, Mark, <laughs> I asked this question so rhetorically, how often do we see the, the libertarian on, on social media who has all the answers to everything? <laughs> and, and, they, and that used to be me. So I get it, you know, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, not that now, I don't have all the answers. I do. It hurts Listen. though. Now, right now it hurts when we sit there and we see that person because we're like, number one, you're wasting your time. But number two, what are you, who, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Why, why do you think, and, and this right here hurts, I think, a lot of libertarians to hear. Yeah. Why do you think people will listen to you? Like, they look at your life and they're like, I'm not going to take advice from someone who I'm at a quick glance thinking isn't in a better position in life than me. That's just human nature, folks. And instead of acknowledging that, we get insulted, we get mad, and then we make our libertarian parties little, you know, social clubs, which just makes me want to vomit. But like the fact that that's how we've approached this. Let me ask you this: Do you see at least maybe a a, a turn in the right direction with the, the tenor of the politics? And I ask that by premising it with the context that I just saw a poll. Um, 71% uh, percent of Americans think woke culture has gone too far and, it, and it, it's hurting society. Only 20, I think it was 28 or 29% think that it, it's, you know, it's actually helpful. Um, you're seeing Joe Biden, let's go Brandon permeate throughout the, the society as people realize more and more that, you know, inflation is running rampant. COVID restrictions are increasing in mass and people are looking for ways out. 
Is there hope? And I just talked about this with Eric Brakey, you know, that proverbial white pill. Are we taking steps in the right direction? You know, this is something I've, I've had to think about a lot because um, after a lot of those podcast appearances I've made recently, several people have like said to me that, you know, I, I seem really pessimistic or I seem really black pilled. And, and it, actually, I appreciate hearing that because I, I don't want to come across as like the, the bummer, you know, <laughs> the, the guy that's like just delivering the bad news. And it, it's kind of like a tough line to walk because I want to be Mr. Positive. I want to be, and I, and I think I am like, I, I think just by taking control of my own life, I'm, I'm leading in, in a sort of by example, but you know, I, I, I don't want to discourage, like, I, I guess it's, it's, how do I put this? It's kind of like, I feel like I stopped lying to myself at some point in the last year and a half. Um, cause before this, it really seemed to me like even still in my mind, while I was serious about the political issues, serious, now serious about the Ron Paul campaigns, shit, I maxed out my money to those campaigns when, before I even like had money to spend, like I probably shouldn't have been actually. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that I, in, in many ways, politics was like still like a, a, a hobby to me. It was like a, just a fun thing to talk about, you know, so I can go to libertarian party conventions and hang out with like-minded people and we can go party afterwards and hang out on Bourbon street. We can make like jokes about Mises and Rothbard and we all get it. And it's not weird. And it's like, you know, it's just fun people you can get along with. And that's kind of like how I took it and candidates run in the LP and we know they're not going to win. And they know they come on their, my show and I invite them on. They tell me they're not going to win. And we all agree they're not going to win. And, and it, it, you know, and it, it's all fun. It's all well and good. And, but now after the last year and a half, like this isn't the game anymore, you know, like this is actually affecting everybody's life now. Like no one can really say they're not affected by this stuff at this point, except for maybe people that got a little more ahead of the game. And I mean, guess who's not that affected by this. Um, and, and not saying not cause he's, everybody's been affected to it. Obviously. Like, like I, I was going to say, Dave, you know, Dave is from New York. So he's obviously been affected tremendously in that way but in terms of his personal life in terms of being able to take care of his family um he can do that because he's he's kind of made himself independently able to produce income like through his comedy through his podcasts and the shutdowns didn't really affect him in that way i'm sure they affected his personal life in many ways too just being from new york and everything of course uh, or spike cohen for example you know like someone like that who built a successful business and now He's good. Like he can kind of do his own thing and he doesn't have to worry about whatever mandates or whatever come down. He can choose to do what he wants. Um, so I think people like that are like, are like good examples uh, to follow. Uh, I just don't know if that political path is is one that produces, you know, much. And, and I think even they admit like they're not doing they're not following that political path in order to gain office. They're doing it to influence people and sway people in a certain direction. And I think there's value in that. But I also think have you seen where we are? You know, like, like we need to either take action in our own lives immediately or should have already, or try to catch up or put ourselves in better situations by moving geographically um, or taking some kind of political action in a defensive way that will actually be immediately effective. And I guess like the long game project of the Mises caucus that I was a big supporter of when it first started a big fan of, uh, I even hosted a big summit with like a lot of the podcasters, like Pete, like Tom, like Dave, uh, Jason Stapleton um, about like our influence, trying to get people into the LP. And it it's made me think like, is that, was that, that the right path? Like, you know, um, to get nerdy with great power comes great responsibility. And there is power behind the microphone, especially when you have an audience. And so I've had to think to myself, like, am I, am I, 
conveying the right message. Uh, and I, I, for, I think for many years, I saw myself more as just like a, a mediator, a moderator, somebody that just interviews people and kind of lets them have their, you know, have their speak. And that, that is what I do. But I do also feel the onus to kind of speak out a little bit more about what I'm actually thinking, what, what's going on in my life. And maybe because my personal life has been affected so much by all this stuff in, a, in what turns out to be a good way. So I'm fine with it in, in a sense because you know these world events that have happened have led to so many wonderful things in my life and led to me doing things and pushing myself in ways that I might not have if I was able to stay comfortable um, as I had been for many years prior so I think being hungry and and letting myself get hungry um, you know there's a big benefit to that too Mark is it more so that you don't trust the LP or you don't trust the political the, 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 like the political infrastructure? as a means not to maybe give people liberty, right? Because I don't think that's the, the, the argument, but more so to serve as a safeguard to help protect individual liberty, right? If we're going to go to the, the, the minarchist argument for the state, right? You know, to maintain that just minute level of force to make sure that you're able to protect the individual's rights. Let's just pretend that we can get to that utopia world, right? Is that the issue, though, that it, it's the LP trying to go this route versus something like a GOP, a, a Rand Paul Massey approach? Yeah, I think it's the vehicle more than the intent, because unfortunately, and this is something I didn't want to admit to myself for a long time because we want to fight the power and fight the duopoly. Um, but, it, you know, we, we are in a two party system right now. And if you do want to affect change, you kind of have to do it within that two party system. That sucks to admit, but it's true. And we can fight the duopoly all we want, but that's a separate fight. You know, that's a separate fight from from like actually trying to change things right now. Uh, and there's a lot of energy in this country. There's an, a, a lot of anti-establishment energy in this country, yeah. and it's not residing in the LP. And when you jump, when you're over on a third party, you're in in some ways you're kind of like telling those people you're not, you know, you're not there. We admit it on podcasts for years. I'll, I'll play the tapes if you want me to. We know it's not effective, but we just use it because it makes us feel better around about who we're around. That's ultimately what everybody says. They say, I feel more at home in the LP. I like the people more in the LP. It feels like the place for me. Okay, that's great. That's great for a social club, like you said. It's not great for political change necessarily. If you want to create political change, you might have to go places you don't want to go. That's just the reality of it. And that reality sucks, but it's still the reality. So I'm I just mean, reporting the facts. Mark, is it partly also that we've we've <laughs> we as libertarians right there, and that's the issue. We say we as libertarians, small L. Hey, you're on the We Are Libertarians Network. So. That, that, that's true. <laughs> um, but the, but we are as the libertarians with the small L want to then identify with the big L libertarian party. And and mm. here's the thing, right? Conservatives don't go out and say, I'm going to go be the conservative party. They go to be the Republican party because that's right. the vessel to get political action. We're looking at our political party, not as a means to get political action, but as a means to really feel good about ourselves for being right on the issues, which is a role, I think. Yeah. And maybe that's the, the argument, right? It is, is the LP at the point where we need to take a step back and say, are we in a position to win elections? And and hey, I'm not I'm not gonna at all, you know, cast aspersions to the elections that we have won, especially those local elections. More of that. And I think that has to be the approach specifically is focusing on those local elections, but then looking at where to, you know, just take a step back, maybe. I mean and I'm not trying to, to you know, beat on him here because uh, Greg Neely is a good friend of the show. But looking at the, the vote totals in New Jersey, he didn't even come in, in third. He came in fourth. Um, you know, the, the, let's see, the Madeline Hoffman 
who I've never heard of. She was a, a the third place candidate, the Green Party candidate. So there are certain states where if you want to have a say, like in New Jersey, where a truck driver who spent $150 in his campaign just unsat the, the sitting Senate majority yeah. leader. That, that could was, have been a libertarian. It, exactly. And we're seeing that in New Hampshire, right? Where the sitting, uh, I think he's the House majority uh, you know, speaker of, of the assembly. He's a Rothbardian. He, he, he believes in Austrian econ- economics. Like that, that could be you. That could be us. Thomas Massey and Rand Paul are easily the best congressmen and best senators in, in Congress, hands down, like without a doubt. And yet they don't have the big L next to their name. I think that's okay. And I, I guess that's my next question <laughs> is that, is it okay to do both approaches, Mark? Can we, can we go out and live, live our best lives, but as we live that best life and, and accumulate that wealth, power, and influence to live that, that truly autonomous lifestyle, can we also still play that political game to try and make sure that we are holding back those, uh, th- those individuals who would try to use government force to inflict as much you know devastation as they could were it not for people who have been standing up and fighting back. Sure. I mean, it's more than okay. I, to me, it's just, to me, everything's okay. First of all, like I'm not going to tell people what to do. I can just tell people what I think at the end of the day. So everything's okay. You know, but I, I will say that I think it's about priorities and I think what I should prioritize. So I'm not saying you should, but what I, I prioritize now. And I think it's, it's, Part of this now is that like I got married in the last year and a year and a half. Yes, congratulations uh, by the way. Thank you. And so that does kind of change the way I. I mean, it's just a it's a nature and natural instinct. Like now I have a sort of a protective element of me. Like I have people that I'm responsible for, and that I'm not going to let anything happen to, and that influences uh, everything I do. And some might say that um, I didn't take the smart route on paper uh, actually by maybe you know leaving my, my, the situation I was in, uh, for various reasons, for a reason. And, uh, but I would actually say the opposite because I'm actually taking control now, finally for once and not letting, um, not letting some things hold me back from that. And I'm taking control of my own life, my own income. Um, and it's, it's not going to be a smooth road, but guess what? Life isn't always a smooth road. And sometimes maybe you got to like maybe you got to spend a few weeks eating ramen. I'm not there, but I'm just saying, maybe sometimes you got to do that. Um, hopefully it's mostly when you're in college, but you know, nah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you might have to make sacrifices in the short term to actually improve your situation in the long term. Uh, and I think that now, especially now that that short term and long term is, is getting, they're getting smushed together because everything feels like a short term priority right now. Like, I mean, it, it pains me every day when I see people saying like, I'm losing my job because of the vaccine mandate, or I have to take this shot because I can't pay my rent next week if I don't. And that hurts me to see. Like I, I say this stuff out of love, you know, out of love for my people, man, like my Ron Paul people or Liberty people or what have you. Um, you know, if, if I see a friend driving off the road I, and I yell at him to, to stop driving off the road, it's not because I'm mad at him. It's because I don't want him to drive off the road and I don't want to go with him either. Um, so that, that's kind of my approach here. Like I just want, I just want people to think to realize we're not in a game anymore. Like if you were looking at politics as a fun thing, we do a place we make friends. Yeah. We go out and have cam- campaigns and have fun and doesn't matter if we win. I- I'm not going to say you shouldn't do that, but if you're, if you do, if you're doing that and you don't know how you're going to pay your rent next week, if you lose your job because of a vax mandate or because of anything, then, then I would say that you might want to think about prioritizing some other things first. That's what I would say. 
And if you're in a situation where there's immediate political action you can get involved in that will, in a defensive way, that will better your situation on the local level, then do that too. And if that happens to work doing it in the LP, then do that. I'm not saying not. I don't actually really care what the vehicle is. Um, I just think people should realize that we're not in a game and shit's getting real and shit's going to get more and more real because these mandates are not disappearing. And I, 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 I want to be wrong. Like, so maybe people have a point when they say I'm black pilled or pessimistic. Um, so I, I'm, I encourage everyone to fight them and resist them and to not comply with them because uh, they're immoral and you shouldn't freaking bargain with evil. Um, so I want everyone to resist that. I want everyone to resist at all. Even, even people that took the vaccine early, I think you should still re- resist mandates. Um, but that's not what's happening. That's not what I see happening, especially with a lot of libertarians. So I'm here to say, you know, I think you got to think about things differently. If you're in a position where you're complying with things you don't want to comply with or complying with things because you think it's going to make life easier. Because guess what, buckos? It's not. It's only going to get harder from here. I also think, Mark, and I'm, I'm not telling you your lived experience is wrong. I promise you I'm not. I'm not one of those those mansplainers. But rather, I, I, I think I'm experiencing this myself is that, oh, I hit my microphone, um, is that it's been tough in the Northeast. You hailed from California. In the Northeast, uh, specifically, you know, I New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, that specific area, um, got hit hard, and the lockdowns were intense. California lockdowns intense. So we've seen the worst, <laughs> and and I say worst so loosely because uh, coming up, you know, at, at some point here, you guys are going to hear from um, our friend Stuart from uh, Liberty Down Under. Um, because Australia, things are insane. I mean, people yeah. aren't even, are, are, they're afraid to go on a podcast because they're afraid the government's going to come and arrest them. Um, that's dystopian. That's just, it's, it's insane that we are at this point where that's the conversation in Australia, but in the Northeast and in California, we've experienced the worst of the American COVID response. And it, it's been very difficult for me to understand how there are some libertarians out there who have been so meh, about things mm-hmm. and i think partly mark it's because they they really haven't experienced what, we, what we've experienced they haven't seen what happens when you know two-thirds of your community looks at you like you're the wor- weird person because you're not wearing a mask when you're walking outside alone or with your dog <laughs> right like that becomes it, it, like what this isn't this yeah. isn't real life. I do think that's part of it. I do think like being in places that we see the worst of this stuff is definitely I don't think black pilled. I think it's just realistic pilled. It's like here's what's happening pilled. Like I'm not imagining things. Like this occurred. I lived through it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, I think maybe people that live in areas that weren't as affected by it or people that have jobs that were easily kept remotely or I don't know, people that just never went out that much in the first place. They didn't notice all the restaurants that are shut down around them. Um, I don't know, but I saw it big time, like not besides my personal life, just looking at Los Angeles, almost everyone I knew was out of work for three months. Everyone, I know so many people that work in the TV industry and that didn't have full-time jobs. Uh, So, you know, when that stuff was shut down, they just don't have money for three. They don't get have any income for three months. And I saw this so uh, among not just the libertarian community, like all my friends, everybody I know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, and maybe, maybe they think like, Oh, I I live in this place where it doesn't really affect me or something, but I I just, this is a virus and I'm not talking about COVID. This is a mind virus and you were not, it's not contained by borders. So I think there are places you can move to for short term, kicking the can down the road benefits. But at the end of the day, I think this is coming in, in many ways, almost everywhere, if not everywhere. It's institutionalized hypochondria. Uh, It's, it's, it's wild, Mark. Um, Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I can't believe it. We're already close press to the time here so what we want to do is make sure we give you the final bit of time to promote 
anything you're working on, but also want to make sure we uh, direct people towards the amazing uh, flagship show that you had over at the amazing team of Lions of Liberty. So that being said, Mark Claire, the floor is yours. Yep. Find me every Monday on the flagship Lions of Liberty podcast. You can also listen to my compatriots, Brian McWilliams on Wednesdays with Electric Liberty Land, John Odermatt on uh, Thursdays with Finding Freedom. That's the Lions of Liberty crew right there. Um, you can also find me on the Second Print Comics podcast with we are libertarian zone remzo martinez every single wednesday where we get nerdy talk comics it's not political but we're both libertarians so you know that stuff's coming out one way or the other uh secondprintcomics.com or find us on podcasts for that i also do a little writing uh on Substack occasionally now uh you can find that my my Substack is called metanoia and you can find it at markclair.substack.com also i tweet a lot i'm addicted to twitter i admit it uh you can follow me on twitter at mark declare mark with a c not a k uh, last name C-L-A-I-R, no E, at Mark D. Claire. I think that's it. Mark Claire, Lions of Liberty, folks, if you want to go ahead and learn more. How about this for you, you audio listener? If you're driving, you're like, I can't remember all that, and I do not have a pen or pencil at my disposal. No worries. Just go ahead when you're done. Click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode, all of Mark's social media, all of the work that he's doing over at Lions as well as the work he's doing with our good friend, yes, Remzo Martinez at Second Prince Comics and of course, the entire transcript of today's episode. Oh, and by the way, all 400 plus episodes of The Brian Nichols Show. But with that being said, Mark Claire from Lions of Liberty. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks, Brian. You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and my Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and my Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and my Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom discount applied again that's code tbns at checkout to get the highest quality cbd and delta 8 thc on the market delivered right to your door one more time the code is tbns at checkout Alrighty, folks that's gonna wrap up my conversation with mark claire mark thank you so much for joining us on the program it's it's great to hear different perspectives and to show that we have no real one-size-fits-all approach to liberty. There are so many people out there who are fighting the good fight and showing, not just talking about, but actually showing how to actually go out and, and accomplish the things that we're looking to accomplish, and it starts with us. You cannot build a movement upon individuals who they themselves are not sound people. You have to be the best version of yourself. So uh, if you want to learn more, please do me a favor, go to our show notes, check out Mark Claire and the rest of the amazing crew, including Brian McWilliams and John Odermatt over at the Lions of Liberty. Give them some love, give them some support. And of course, as always, make sure you tell them that Brian Nichols sent you. But that being said, though, coming up tomorrow, Justin O'Donnell from the White 
Coat Waste Project. What an awesome organization. Now, they maybe didn't uh, enter into your purview into, until more recently, and that would be because they have blown the lid off, number one, the entire Wuhan gate exposing the fact that your tax uh, dollars more than likely actually funded the COVID-19 pandemic through the Wuhan Virology Institute. Just Absolutely, absolutely astonishing revelations that uh, Justin O'Donnell and his amazing organization here, the uh, yes, the White White Coat Waste Project helped uh, not only bring up, but also remember Beaglegate, remember Dr. Fauci and doing these just barbaric tests on on puppies. Yeah, well, guess what? Uh, his organization also helped raise the alarm and also uh, get your your Congress people out there actually mad because I guess people care more about dogs than they do people. Uh, but hey, whatever it takes to uh, get some eyeballs there on Dr. Fauci. So if you're interested in learning all about this uh, just absolute waste where your tax dollars are going, make sure you head over to briannicholshow.com so you're not missing every single episode that we have that airs here. Yes, seven days a week. And uh, by the way, yes, to you morning uh, sales huddle subscribers, I apologize for our lack of uh, Thursday and Friday really being in-depth sales huddles. But as you saw, we are back into the swing of things with yesterday and today's sales huddles. And going forward to the, the Thanksgiving holiday, yeah, we'll keep things going up there as well. So with that being said, folks, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. For Mark Claire. we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.